0: My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. We are one week closer to Christmas Day, but no matter when you're listening to this podcast, it is always in season to celebrate the coming of Christ. And this week, I will use Meredith Andrews' song, He Has Come for Us. It's her own take on God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, another traditional Christmas song that points us to Scripture. Now, in previous weeks, we discussed the fact that Christ's birth meant that God was with us. It's in His name, Emmanuel, God with us. But as I considered the chorus of the song uh, this week, I considered that there's a difference between someone being with you and someone being for you. And in Christ, we have both. Let's listen. He has come. thought about it, the more I wondered why. Why did Christ come? Now, I know in John 3, 16, it says God sent his son, but did he come begrudgingly? No. So once again this week, I used the Bible interaction tool exercise of exploring a topic. Now, Bible interaction tool exercises, I call them bites, B-I-T-E's, uh, they are just exercises that you can integrate into your own Bible study to give you confidence and variety as you approach God's word. And another bite I used this week was to seek outside resources. So I found this article that referenced um, a whole listing of scriptures that mentioned Jesus is coming or Jesus and, and the word come. And I used those scriptures as a springboard to jump into scripture and read it for myself. But just like I didn't just read the verses in the online article, I found. I don't want you to stop after listening to this podcast. Use this podcast as a springboard to get into scripture for yourself. Now, especially when you're reading or listening to a topical discussion, it is a perfect opportunity to take a single verse mentioned and then go read it in context. That's my favorite Bible interaction tool exercise or bite of all time is to read in context. So I jotted down 10 references listed in the online article that I found, and if I looked up each of those references and read the entire chapter, I will have read over 10 chapters of God's Word. And that's at a minimum because sometimes I get into the story so much that I just keep reading. Now, this will only happen if you give yourself the margin needed to be able to explore like this. If you're trying to eke out several chapters in the evening right before bed and you were sleepy watching the news before you even got into bed, you're not going to get much out of your time in God's Word. So, make space for God to speak to you through His Word. So, for the past few weeks, we've been starting at the beginning of the story of Christ on Earth. Today, let's look at a scene from the end of Christ's story. Here on earth. So in John 18, we see Jesus being arrested in the garden. He's he's dragged before the hostile religious leaders who then dragged him before Pilate. And it is in his conversation with Pilate that we discover the purpose for which Christ was born. So he says here, for this purpose, he's talking to Pilate, and this is Jesus' words For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world. To bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And then Pilate asks the same question that people are still wrestling with today. Pilate asks this. He says, what is truth? Now, it seemed to be a rhetorical question because he asked it and then he turned around and left. But I think it makes an interesting point here. Because just because you're seeking truth doesn't mean you're ready to accept it when you see it. So in John chapter 12, we see Jesus talking about why he came. And it, it does us good to remember why Jesus came. We say, for this purpose I was born and for this purpose I've come into the world. Just like our song calls us to do. God rest you, married gentlemen, and nothing John chapter 12 says, And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Jesus came. He's come as light to rescue us from darkness. Now, remember how John describes Jesus in in chapter one? It says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it and it all harkens back to a prophecy by zechariah who is john the baptist's father in luke chapter 1 and if you've been following along with me for the past few weeks then you should have read this several times okay but look at it again with fresh eyes and consider and and when you read it be be considering why jesus would come for us Here's Zechariah's prophecy in Luke 1. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. He goes on to say, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide their feet into the way of peace. Zechariah said this, he was was filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, God visited and redeemed God with us, not just to sit next to us, but to redeem us and to save us. Read this section several times and slowly so that you don't miss the visual picture that God paints through Zechariah. The sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. The sunrise shall visit us from on high. Have, have you ever experienced a glorious sunrise? Next time you do, don't forget this reference. So, so far we've seen Jesus come to bear witness to the truth, to be light, to rescue and save the world, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. And our lyrics of our song say, God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. When we were gone astray. You know, Jesus uses a word picture to describe how uh, we have gone astray. And it's in the parable of the lost sheep found in Luke chapter 15. Rejoicing, And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. In Luke 19.10, Jesus puts it this way, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, remember where we started today. Pilate asked if Jesus was a king, and of course he is. Isaiah 9 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But Jesus didn't come to rule and reign in the way that people thought the king was coming. Matthew 20, the Son of Man came not to be, served, to, to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Our song reminds us that all of this is tidings of comfort and joy, tidings, just an old-fashioned way to say news, and this truly is good news news. This is the gospel message. He has come for us, King Jesus. He has come for all mankind. He has come to bear witness to the truth. He has come to be the light. He has come to save the world. He has come to guide our feet into the way of peace. He has come to seek and save the lost. He has come to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And you may think, oh, he has come, but not for me. I'm too dirty. Well, the Pharisees thought that there were those who were not worthy. In Matthew 9, when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, Jesus said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus came to call sinners. And if you don't believe me yet, just look at the way he came. He came out of the the womb of a humble girl. He was born and Placed in a feeding trough for animals, and kings didn't come to witness his birth that night. It was lowly shepherds. This baby turned the world upside down forever. He would grow up and call regular guys to join him, and through their obedience, they turned the world upside down even more. He has come for us, he has come for you. Won't you accept him? and worship Him, and listen to His voice. So what's next? We'll explore the topic of why Christ came to us by using the scriptures that I've discussed today on the podcast. I will list them out in the show notes, and you can access those show notes at michellenezat.com forward slash 148. And if you subscribe to my email list, you will get my podcast recap each week in your inbox. So read the scripture references in context by reading the entire chapter that contains them and perhaps even journal about why Jesus came. There are more references. I touched on just a few. Get inspired and dig around in God's word yourself. And then while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at com. Hop on Twitter at or Facebook, michellekneesat, and let's talk about what you're learning. Before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Mitch from Virginia, Darren from Illinois, Stephanie from Illinois, Mariana from Virginia, Leanne from New Jersey, Gordon from Ontario, Canada, Karen from California, and Courtney from Michigan. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing, as I mentioned, is that I will email you once a week, and in that email, you'll get a weekly Memory Verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You'll also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you'll get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time for some of my episodes, and all of that is just my way of saying Thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes. And while you're there, if you would please leave me a written review and a star rating, this not only encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song Amaryllis by Christy Knuckles. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michelleknizat.com forward slash 148. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.